0: Welcome to the Public Church Podcast. My name is Nathan Eaton, and I am the campus pastor here at Public Church. And we are so excited for today's episode of bonus content from our current series, Pursuit, which is all about being passionate for the next generation. We hope that this will encourage you wherever you're listening. Today, we wanna look at the Pursuit series and discuss the importance of families and the next generation. And I have the privilege of talking with Kristen Arp who is the Sprouts and Roots director here at Public Church. Sprouts is our children's ministry for ages three and under, and Roots is for pre-K through fifth grade. She oversees these areas, working with our volunteers as they invest in our kids. She works so hard to ensure that our kids have the best opportunity to learn about Jesus so they will see their need to follow Him and grow in that relationship. Kristen, thank you so much for taking time to be here today.
1: Super glad to be here. Thank yes, you. Yes,
0: we're very excited. So let's just start off. Tell us a little bit about your family.
1: Okay, so I was born and raised here in Cleveland, and um, I am the youngest of four daughters. My parents, John, John, <laughs> Jim and Tanya Reynolds. And um, yeah, I just, I grew up in a godly home, Christ-centered, um, and met my husband actually at church. Um, so he and I kind of Grew up together. We say that loosely because there's some age gap there, but um, Corey and I have been married now 15 years. We just celebrated our 15 year anniversary. Congratulations! Thank you. And have three awesome kiddos: uh, Ellie, Emery, and Ezra. And um, yeah, being a mom is something I've always dreamed about, and I feel like it's been a lifelong um, journey for me that um, that God has equipped and prepared me to do. But um, also the hardest thing I've ever done um, being a wife and a mother is uh, probably one of the most um, most I guess clear views that you can see your, your selfishness and um, and so yeah God's used it to radically change and and grow my heart so
0: so so tell how, how old are your children
1: Ellie is nine Emery is seven Ezra is five Yes
0: and they are awesome. I love your kids. They're, <laughs> they're sweet. They're very sweet. So I love how they're here and they're always willing to help out in however they can. It's like they're, they're little adults sometimes.
1: Yeah we have a little chant that we say when we are going somewhere or doing something together like ARPS ARPS we are the ARPS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it and
0: we'll ask them to sing that next time they I see them. It. Yeah it's fun. <laughs> That's really cool. Well talk to us about why you're so passionate about discipling your own children.
1: I'll tell you, we were actually talking about this in community group last night. And, um, you know, I feel like parenting is one of those exercises of faith. And I think it's one of the the um, most definitive ways that you exemplify your faith. And it, it is not necessarily about the methods or the tricks or anything like that. Um, parenting is an opportunity to display faith. And um, I look at abraham and it starts you know back in genesis Mm -hmm. i was reading this morning in genesis 18 god called abraham not because he had the best methods or was wise or any of those things like some of the other big heroes of the bible um the bible says he called him because he knew he would teach his children Mm -hmm. and i think that that example was set early on for us that um parenting is is a matter of faith it's a spiritual issue um not necessarily a behavioral or um, a methods type um, situation. It's, it's a spiritual spiritual situation.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we're in this series called pursuit, which is all about the next generation. And, and I know we've mentioned it uh, this past Sunday and the Sunday before that it's the parents' primary responsibility to be their child's disciple maker. So let's think about this in terms of maybe parents who, who realize this, but they just feel unqualified for the role what, what are some things you would say to encourage them?
1: Um, I would say <laughs> it's funny because you look on Amazon or you <laughs> go to Barnes and Noble and it's like you you can find shelves and shelves of parenting books and information and, and man's opinion. Um, and there are some great, great viewpoints that are out there and an experience, you know, that that's available. But um, the word of God is the handbook that we need Um and so I, it's something that I teach my children, you know, since, since they were little, um, that all, all scripture is inspired by God. And, you know, second Timothy three talks about how it equips us. It teaches us what is right, what is true. And so I encourage every parent that, that I come in contact with, you are equipped, you are mm-hmm. called to this, yeah. um, and that there's no better place for your child that um, you are the primary disciple maker and that's the way God structured it. So um, it's one of those things, like I said, it's a, it's a matter of faith. Do you believe who God is? Mm-hmm. Do you believe um, that his, his promises are true? And so this is really on him and um, he never um, fails. So I, um, I really just lean into that of our children belong to God and he gives us um, this incredible book Um the Bible, (laughs) a series of books, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I see it as an opportunity of evangelism and, and, um, really just parenting should be gospel centered. And so, um, you know, I think the spectrum of approach and methods varies greatly. Like you Mm -hmm. won't find two parents that are the same, Mm. um, in one home, much less, you know, a set of parents that is the same as you. And so that's something that it's actually been a privilege for Corey and I to talk about and to grow in our faith and, and, um, in our walk with God and, and just learn to trust that God's methods, um, are true and, and God's way is best for our kids. And he established authority and it it really changed my uh, entire perspective when I started to see, that God's goodness does carry over into that authority. That authority is good. And so he put us um, in re- like responsible for our children. Mm. And, um and that's a good thing yeah. that we can help our kids. We can teach the next generation and, and share with them um, the mighty works of God. Like you talked about Sunday. Um, that's our privilege. And it's also an opportunity. Um, I think whenever I was younger, before I had children, when I saw kids misbehave or I saw, you know, myself make wrong choices, I would see it as such an inconvenience and an annoyance, um, and a failure. And it's funny because, um, it's like I I couldn't have done more of a one eighty, because at this point when my children fail or when I fail, um, I guess, like I said, it's, it's more of an act of faith of, okay, God, you are good and you redeem and you restore and, um, I think repentance is such a beautiful thing and it's something that we need to teach our children. They don't need um, to be given self-esteem. I, I heard this in a <laughs> message one time. Children don't need self-esteem. They need self-control. Mm. And so. um, that is that is such an opportunity that we have. It's not an inconvenience. It's an opportunity. And we get to train and teach them the ways of God and who He is. I know our kids, um, the first verse they, <laughs> they memorized was Ephesians six one, And we do this little chant with like little motions with it of children obey your parents in the Lord and there's this structure there and um, the verse ends with this is right Mm. and we talk about how we obey God because he's good and we see um, that it's out of love discipline is oftentimes equated with love um, in the word And, and like I think Todd and I were talking it's I think it was Todd a few weeks ago and he mentioned Hebrews 12 and I love that passage in Hebrews 12 where where he does say like God disciplines those he loves. Mm-hmm. And so my kids have actually started to make that connection. And I've had Emory say to me before, mommy, I'm glad you disciplined me because I wow. know you love me. And, um, and so I think that's just a testimony of who God is and his mm-hmm. faithfulness. And like I said, it, it gives you the strength to continue on. I, I, I think, um, as parents, if we rely on our own effort, we're going to fail okay. like constantly yeah. fail. But, um, like I said, when we put it, put the ball back in God's court, um, he never fails. And so I think we just have to continually trust and um, grow in our faith and model, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we've talked about with this pursuit series, it's really a matter of modeling um, this walk of faith to our children and saying, hey, follow me as I follow Jesus. And so um, I think it's just such a beautiful, beautiful picture of um, relationship and and just how God works um, with us. And then he gives us that example in the family, in the family mm-hmm. situation. So I think it's it's just all around, I love babies, I love yeah. people, I love legacy. That's like mm-hmm. a word that is constantly in my mind of, is this a short-term fix or is this a long-term mm-hmm. legacy yes. that I'm focusing on here? Yes. Because um, in the short term, a lot of times it feels like it's not working. Right. Um, You know, now bribing works short term, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, you know, counting works Mm. short term, but with kids, with little ones. But um, I think we all know there comes a point where those short term fixes Mm -hmm. fail. And um, so I think for me, it's just like I said, this act of faith when it looks like it's not working, trusting, Mm -hmm. continually doing things God's way and just knowing that they belong to him and um, and just trusting that that obedience um, will lead to submission and this beautiful relationship that our kids will have um, in a self-disciplined way yeah. with the Lord. So,
0: yeah. And it's, it's messy, isn't it? So and messy. I think that's one of the things that, that parents maybe look at it and they say, well, I'm, I'm so ill-equipped because my life is not all together. I <laughs> mean, we, we live in the social media, Instagram society that, mm-hmm. that when, you know, we put our best picture forward and mm-hmm. then we, we play that comparison game and we, we book, we become uh, this feeling of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, parents realize that, you know, hey, it's messy. So they immediately feel unqualified. Mm-hmm. And And the reality is with, with making disciples is there's no cookie cutter method to no. it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just to, to follow the Bible and follow mm-hmm. his obedience. Mm-hmm. And um, And so I think that a lot of times parents just get, can maybe get frustrated yeah. in that. I think that maybe mm-hmm. are they looking for, well, if I could just follow this checklist. Right. then everything would work out, right? Yeah, it's
1: funny because I think when we first had children, I considered the kids as neutral parties. (laughs) Um, I never really grasped the fact that they have a soul Mm. and that um, they have a flesh. And so um, it is a spiritual, like I said earlier, sin is a spiritual issue. It's not um, this, do this, check this box, (laughs) you know, walk this way, talk this way. Um, It is a spiritual ongoing battle for their soul and so um i think yeah just teaching them um who god is and teaching them that they can trust god and that god does have an opinion about Mm -hmm. how we live our lives how we treat each other um and that it's good Mm -hmm. it may not go along with what they're hearing uh, or what they're seeing on tv or whatnot um but that doesn't change the fact that it's true like i said that um that verse in second Timothy three um, that all scripture is inspired by God and is mm-hmm. true, yeah. and it's useful for teaching us what is right, and I think I just I constantly go back to that because, mm-hmm. like you said, there's so many distractions going on and um opinions going on, mm-hmm. and so I think we have to cling tightly to to the Lord um not just with parenting, I think in all scenarios of our lives, but it definitely um is applicable for for the parenting scene for sure.
0: So this past Sunday, we talked about the importance and need for others to come alongside our families and to help their children pursue Jesus. Do you think that's important and why?
1: I think that's crucial. I think that's the um, the whole picture we see in the New Testament with the church. Um, they're doing life together. They're eating meals together. They're praying together. They're serving together. And um, I don't think that's just for our benefit. I think that that is... Um, one of those ways that God operates um, and and it's a it's a way of passing the baton as well of the faith and so um, we often look for people um, that our children can look to and rely on, and we try to place them um, in situations with other people um, that will disciple them so that we're not the only voice. Um, and so I think for us, community groups have been crucial. there's been so many. Um, like non-family family members, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that we've that we've had through the years. Uh, church family has been huge for us, mm-hmm. and um, they've poured into our children. Um, they're people that we can trust that we can bounce ideas off of, and say, hey, can you pray with me? This is going on, and they they know our children. They also know our standard, mm-hmm. and so um, I think just that support system that you can build as a parent, um, it's not going to come to you. Like, we've been very intentional about um, creating those opportunities. And I think um, a lot of times we we hope that things will be just organic and will just happen. Um, but we, we actually discussed this in community group last night. Um, like, when you're seeking a mentor as an adult, you know, they don't just fall from the sky. Right. It's something you have to seek out. Yeah. And so it's the same way for your children. I actually, um, my oldest, Ellie, uh, about a month ago came to me and said, mom, will you pray with me? And I'm like, uh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Tell me why. Um, and, uh, she said, you know, I just, you're always encouraging me to, to be a leader. You're always encouraging me to, um, to set an example and, um, and just to, to show Christ to my friends. She said, but I really would like someone in my life I can look up to Mm -hmm. that. I, that's my age that I can. And so she's looking for that friendship and that relationship. And I told her, I was like, that, that's beautiful. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what, um, the church is the Mm -hmm. body of Christ. Um, we're all walking this journey together. And, um, that's something else that, you know, Todd, I remember years ago when he first started using the phrase, embrace the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember him just explaining it as like, I'm not standing on the finish line, calling to people saying, Hey, come to me. Yeah. It's walking the journey together. Yes. And so um, just I think like God just uses um, his people to encourage each other, but also to hold each other accountable. I know there's been many times where I've been discouraged as a parent and you do want to quit. And <laughs> there's been several nights where I've literally told Corey, babe, there, there's no hope. And he's like, Kristen, they're four, like, you know, <laughs> calm down. Um, I'm like, oh my word. I just, I get so discouraged when you're with your kids and you're, you're fighting these same battles day after day. And, um, so it's just amazing how somebody can kind of shake you out of that and like get you back to reality and like focus you back in on who God is and that our eyes are on him and that this is, this is on him and he can take that, you know? So, um, I think, I think the body of Christ is not excellent, um, resource and opportunity mm-hmm. for parents, um, to, to not only have encouragement, but like I said, um, it's a, it's an ongoing process of discipleship too and mentorship. I know my aunt and uncle have been just extremely vital to Corey and I. Um, it's funny cause when we first got married we called them about marriage issues mm-hmm. and then when we found out we were pregnant with Ellie we called them and we're like okay <laughs> here we go next phase You're like what's what's going on here and I just I've I've talked to them not just this past Christmas I'm like all right we're moving into a new a new phase we, we've passed this you know toddler of um you know just basic training but now how do I how do I prepare them for what's to come mm-hmm. you know in the teenage years and all that and so I think um Finding those people that are ahead of you. Sometimes God does just plop them down in front of you. I know Mm -hmm. we didn't ask for our neighbors across the street, but (laughs) God moved them in and we're able to watch them with their grown children and and be a healthy healthy example of um, family and um just just ahead of us you know um the next door god god did plop down another family who has two kids the same age as us yeah. and so we just invited them in you mm-hmm. know and they embraced us and now we're we're family and we do life together and they yeah. they come over and we talk about hey here's what we're dealing with what what do you think you know what, have you seen this in god's word like are we missing something here or will you just pray with me and and those conversations um it's not it's not effortless it's very intentional but at the same time it, it becomes something that's a part of who you are and so it grows you as a person and it doesn't become um, a task or something that you have to put on and do like I know a lot of times I used to say okay I got to go into parenting mode or I got to <laughs> go into this mode and it's like no it's just who I am yeah and I just need to steward well um what God has right in front of me and if he's if he's got a college kid coming in my house, you know, last night wanting to do laundry, then that's what that's what I'm doing right now yeah. is I'm focusing on her and I'm pouring into her and um, trusting that God orchestrated this. And mm-hmm. so I think um, the more I learn about who God is and His sovereignty and just His holiness and His goodness, um, I think the more that I, I start to begin to trust and not question mm-hmm. and um, and and it also reveals my pride. Because any of those questions of, um, you know, you mentioned earlier, sometimes we feel like we're ill-equipped or we we aren't prepared for this. Um, Those are all lies from the enemy Um, because it's actually, it's more of a twisted truth because yes, we are ill-equipped. Yes, we are failures, Uh um, but not in Christ. And that's that's who we are. That is our identity is in him. And so we can do all things, you know, through his strength. And so uh, I also lean on the verse of, you know, his power is made perfect in our weakness. His grace is sufficient. And so, um, I just love, love that, um, God, God very tangibly can put people alongside you to reinforce what you're reading in the word of God, um, to just encourage you and to keep you moving forward. So yes, I say definitely, um, look around you on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. um, notice who's sitting beside you. Um, but not only that like seek out a community group mm-hmm. community groups are excellent ways to um just invite people into your life and and be authentic and grow together mm-hmm. and grow in the word and have somebody praying for you and so um yeah i i think um that's available to everyone mm-hmm. whether or not you come from a family of faith whether or not you know you're the first person um yeah you know, i think about my uncle talks a lot about Ruth how she was just plucked out of Moab. You know, the Moabites were not known for their faith in God, yeah. right? And so she was just plucked out and and started uh, a new lineage, a new legacy. And um, through her came Christ. You know, the line. She's in the line of Christ. I think it's incredible. And then there is also people like Timothy in the Bible, who he's like, you know, my mother loved the Lord, my grandmother loved the Lord. Um, who he is third generation at least, probably more um, of. A follower and so i think god is faithful to both mm. he is the author and the finisher mm. of our faith and so i think um no matter where people fall on that spectrum you don't ever need to feel discouraged or mm. um like it's not available yeah. to you it is because god is so good and he's so faithful and he's pursuing our hearts um just as hard or harder than than we're talking about pursuing the next generation right. i think we need to remember that
0: yeah definitely So you mentioned your aunt and uncle who invested in you and Corey, but do you have any examples of anybody else who maybe invested in you as a child or as a teenager who helped point you to Jesus?
1: You know, my grandmother, um, when she, she became ill, um, and so Corey and I, it's like you get real serious real quick when someone, um, is ill. And so we would go and spend hours at her house, just us, um, playing games, but more than anything, just, trying to pull wisdom from her she loved Jesus so much Mm -hmm. and um you know I think that that season of our lives changed our life Mm -hmm. because we saw someone it wasn't about um a checklist or following rules or anything legalistic it was she would pray just in conversation with us she would start praying like Jesus you're so sweet I just want to be closer to you um she would just say, you know, God remove anything false in me. I want to I want to be full of your truth and who you are and oh, I just I thank you. And she would towards the end when she was um unable to walk, she would just be like we'd push her through the house and she would say, "Oh God, thank you for this kitchen. Thank you for this oh. living. Thank you for the memories that I've, you know that we've made. Thank you for the opportunities here and um I think that made a huge impact in my life. My my grandmother um is a woman of great faith. Uh, She is that um, Proverbs 31 woman for sure. And so like knowing her legacy and just um, I guess seizing the opportunity um, to acknowledge who she is, uh, it's changed my life. Um, Other than family, outside of family, I've got several friends. I've got one friend, I tell her all the time, I don't know why she's put up with me so long, but she <laughs> she has been my friend since uh, kindergarten. I mean, long time, mm-hmm. and um, and she's got a good memory, which is even more proof that um, she's a saint, because I don't remember hardly anything. So she'll tell me things from our childhood. I was like, "Was I nice? Was I sweet?" <laughs> and she's like, "Kristen, you were fine." Um, but anyway, I think uh, her and her husband they got married close to the same time they started having children, and just being able to walk through all the seasons of life with her has been incredible um she's been such a blessing to me and um I'm very thankful for her like I said there's been so many people church-wise that have been family to us have brought us a meal or have prayed over our kids or just sat and cried with us and um there's been so many um opportunities for them to to show Jesus to us and be the hands and feet of Christ and so I think um all those people in our lives just over this past year You know, um, like I said earlier, Todd and Whitney and, and Corey and I, and then also Ashley and Colin, we're, we've been friends for a long Mm -hmm. time, but God just kind of recrossed our paths this past year. And I think, um, once again, that's just a testimony of his goodness and his faithfulness and his timing. And so, um, I just, I'm very grateful that, um, along each season of our life, God does, he brings people alongside you and, um, I think it's our responsibility to steward that well and not to just um, get self-absorbed or like stuck in our own little path, but to to keep our eyes peeled and to um, be obedient in those moments. I think that's a lesson I've had to learn. I am a planner and um, I like to have my lists and my tasks and all those things. And yet um, you miss out on so much if you're not willing to be present. And um, I think that's changed not just how I treat my friends and, and family, but um, also it's shaped how I parent. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, these little inconveniences of, um, you know, moments of disobedience or, you know, a spilt, um, you know, bowl of cereal or something. It's, it's no longer um, an inconvenience or a headache in my day. It's an opportunity, you know. And so um, I can extend grace in those moments and, and, and be present and, and spirit led. You know, um, I think making it a matter of prayer um, in all things, like to pray first, to seek God in all things um, and to not just get caught up in what I think and what I want. Um, Because, like I said, it's just that's just a a seedbed for pride. And um, it's funny because when I look at times where I've said I can't do this or I don't want to do this or I don't know if I should do this. A lot of times in those moments, for me, it's been based on pride or fear, mm-hmm. and so um, just acknowledging that and just giving that back to Jesus and saying, okay, you put this right in front of me. What do you want me to do with it? Um, and, and just trusting him. Um, it It's life-changing, so.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Now, I have to go back. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine your kids spilling anything. Surely not. Oh, my
1: word. Oh, my word. These kids. I mean, they're kids. <laughs> they're kids, and it's funny. um, my my parents tell a story of us when we there was four of us little, and um we had cereal every morning. That was our that yeah. was our thing. Uh-huh. And so you know one bowl goes down, <laughs> and everybody's still calm. It's like it's okay. Well then the next bowl goes uh-huh. down, and we get like four bowls in, you know, and <laughs> we've already had four spills. And my dad was like, okay, that's enough. You know, mm-hmm. like clearly we're not being careful. <laughs> and so um my dad made some kind of comment about the next one that spills something you're getting a spanking, you know, or whatever and guess who the next person was it was my dad (laughs) so we're all like line up dad here we come (laughs) Uh but um but yeah we um we joke about that a lot those those are matters of their kids and and um that's another thing that i i i often remind myself i would never want to correct them or punish them for something that's just childish yeah um and i think that's where i enter the whole idea of training Mm -hmm. you can't correct someone that hasn't been trained that was something you brought up you brought out in your message on sunday um it said something about never forgetting Mm -hmm. and it made it made it clear that the the norm is for us to like to be forgetful to forget what god has done that's the norm and you have to actually train to not forget and i think um we've had several people give us advice about kids and say oh they'll figure it out or let them figure Uh it out and i'm like no that that is nowhere in god's word what is in god's word is you know deuteronomy 6 says to train your children to tell them about the ways Mm -hmm. of the lord when you're when you're sitting when you're walking when you're outside when you're inside wherever you are train and so that's been something that um has been revolutionary to how we parent mm-hmm. as like Corey and I, is that we don't expect our kids to know God's way. That's right. We see that as our responsibility and the responsibility of the church and of God's word. You know, that's yeah. why we read God's word to them. Um, because we do believe that um, this biblical worldview that we're giving them is not something we were born with. I mean, the Bible's clear on that. Mm-hmm. We are all born children of wrath. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that um, that's something also, my uncle has said to me before, he's like, don't ever apologize when your kid acts a fool. Just teach your kid in yeah. that moment. Um, he was like, because we love our little sinners, you know? <laughs> and so um, that that was something that um, has really, I guess, guided how we approach our children is to train them, but also to correct them yes. when they deviate from that training. Mm-hmm. But that training is key. They need to know what is right. They mm-hmm. won't just figure that out. They'll just get more and more capable of the sin they won't grow towards christ um without the knowledge in the in Mm -hmm. the in the direction that i think is god given that's Mm -hmm. why god did establish us as an authority figure in their life so um i think that's our privilege
0: yeah
1: and our responsibility Mm that's
0: great (laughs) well you joined our team as the sprouts and roots director about two months ago you're doing a phenomenal job in this we love having you as a part of our team so Could you tell us a little bit about why you are passionate about serving children in this role?
1: Yes. I think that, um, I love this opportunity because it's a new environment, so it's not their school environment. It's Mm -hmm. not their home environment. And I think anytime you put kids in a new environment or in a different setting, um, it's a totally different opportunity because their eyes are open to different things and their hearts are open. And so I think, um, just in, I guess, engaging them in in that scene, in that scenario, and also supporting the parents, giving them an opportunity to go to big church and and to enjoy a talk and then like allow God to change their hearts while we are pouring into them, Um, and we're just reinforcing what should be already being taught at home. And so um, I think just walking alongside all of our Sprouts and Roots volunteers, this past week I was just... So overwhelmed, knowing that we're doing kingdom work. Yeah. You know, this isn't some babysitting, childcare service. Mm-hmm. This is kingdom work right. that we're doing, and we're advancing the kingdom of God forcefully, and we are um making an eternal impact. You know, and so I, I think uh, I used this in our huddle meeting a few weeks ago. But I'm um, in Ecclesiastes. It talks about you know, you sow your seed in the morning, you work the field at night. You do all of this because you don't know where the success will come. Right. And so, um, you know, Paul also refers to that of like, Apollos planted the seed. I came along and watered it, but God grows that seed. And so, um, you know, Galatians tells us, don't grow weary in doing good for we will reap a harvest. And so I think um, that's why I love being a part of um, the children's ministry is because all of these people that are serving and giving of their time every week and pouring into these kids, they're making an eternal impact that they literally probably will never know or see. Sometimes you get to and you get that privilege, but um, just encouraging them and and supporting them. I love um, practically equipping people as far as like, you know, giving them the curriculum that they need or Mm -hmm. giving them just a donut to get them started that morning. You know, I, I love that opportunity because I want people to know that what they're doing is work for the Lord. And um, I joke with Cody all the time, you know, and tell him, Jesus loves children, so he's going to take care of his That's children, right. you know. Now, I don't know about, you know, the worship team and all that, but no, I'm just kidding. But um, but anyway, um, I just, I love the opportunity to work in this area of the church because um, children are such blessings. Every single one of them, they're a miracle. And so just getting to pour into them, and not even knowing the repercussions down the road of that act of obedience on the volunteers part, um, the payoff is huge. And so, I'm I'm just really excited for the opportunity. I just want to be, I want to be helpful, not only for our volunteers, but I want our parents to feel supported and, um, and to know that they are valued and what they do matters. And so, um, we're just going to reinforce that.
0: So talk a little bit about why the health of our families at public church is important to you.
1: I think that, um, we are deceived if we believe that this one hour a week that we have their kids or, you know, that Austin has their kids in public students. I think we would be foolish to think that that is all it takes to, um, transfer a legacy and to transfer a worldview. We are here to support. Um, we are here to encourage but the health of the family is crucial. We see it time and time again in Scripture. Um, I think the most heartbreaking verse in the Bible is um, when we see the the children who just were delivered from Egyptian slavery in the Old Testament, and it literally says in Judges, the next generation forgot yeah. what God had done. And I think, wow, what what a failure on the on the part of those moms and dads um they didn't tell their kids you know and and i think that um that's why i'm so passionate for the families at public church is because it's not it's not optional um it is a god-given responsibility and um just like stewarding our resources well is is um, a mandate that god gives us i think stewarding our children and stewarding our relationships well um that that is also clear in scripture and so it's it's very important to me to see moms and dads that are um that are seeking god with their whole heart and and that aren't necessarily like i said it's not about the methods or the tricks or the short short short-term fix um but that that have a a family vision and a family goal and that goal is god-centered and christ-centered and um and so i i I definitely believe that we have a responsibility as as the church to point people to that truth that um, families matter. And um, they're also the, they have the biggest target on their back, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the enemy tries to destroy families. And so I think that um, once again, we can do so many things um, for our families to, to help point them to the truth, to help them find health, restoration, um, through community groups, through Sunday gatherings, um, through serve teams. There's so many opportunities, um, that we at public church can, can provide people with. Um, but also just praying for our families. Mm -hmm. Um, I think praying over them, praying over our children, praying over our dads, praying over our Mm -hmm. moms, um, that just makes a huge eternal impact. And, um, I don't know, I see us as like this little, you know, army of God, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, like going into this battle, spiritual battle of darkness, you know, and then, and, and we're going to, we're going to be victorious through him, through Mm -hmm. Christ. And so I think, um, just, yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. The health of our families is, um, is crucial Mm -hmm. to passing on this legacy and this, um, this baton of faith to the next generation. Yeah.
0: And so when we're we're talking about people serving in the next generation, we, we do know that serving children maybe is just not where everybody should operate. It's not their lane. You know, we talk about that a lot here and you know, they can serve families through first impressions, welcome team, you know, welcoming families as they come in, helping them get acclimated, um, safety team, protecting our children. But if someone is listening, they they're part of our public church family and they're considering, considering serving in Sprouts or Roots or public students, what would you say to encourage them? And how would you point them to begin that process?
1: Yeah, so it's funny you say that Madison uh, Yates was in our community group last night and we're, we're talking about this and about pursuing the next generation. And just out of nowhere, he said, you know what? He was like, our parking team, we matter to these kids. He's right. like, we're setting an example to these kids. We're serving and we're pursuing the next generation by having a smile on our face right. and serving the Lord with gladness mm-hmm. and doing our best. And so um, I totally agree with him. In whatever we're doing, kids are watching. That's right. And so, um, yes, I don't think that um, the body of Christ needs to um, operate with, you know, nothing but 12 thumbs. You know, like we all have a part. We all have a gifting and a yeah. skill set that God has given us. And um, I think we just need to be obedient and faithful mm-hmm. in whatever area that might be. Because, um, yeah, children aren't just in sprouts and roots they they're walking around they're seeing the church operate they're coming and going and and so um yeah you're making a huge difference no matter where you are mm-hmm. in our community groups i love i love community groups cuz it's always been this way for my kids mm-hmm. but um you know it's their community group mm-hmm. now they may not be sitting there part of discussion But um, the child care workers are pouring into them and making this eternal impact. They um, are engaging their friends and the next generation of Mm -hmm. kids. And they're also seeing their mom and dad invite people in their home and love on them and learn from them and pray over them. And so um, there's all of these opportunities. And and Corey and I joke all the time because everything in my brain is connected and so i'm like oh well this is actually impacting that way over there and i i really see that um when it comes to children it's all connected um they're not just uh, this isolated island over here of you know you got to teach a lesson in pre-k in order to be you know impacting the next generation that is impactful yes Mm -hmm. but um all the steps, you know, the door greeter that opened the door for their parents, that they saw that the person who gave them coffee, the person that shook their hand, you know, the person that prayed over them on the prayer team. Their kids are seeing all of this, and so it all matters. That's
0: good. So, how could someone get involved? What, what's the process to start serving in one of these areas?
1: So, to start serving on a public um, public team. You can go to the public church app or you can go to the public church website and um, there's actually a button that says signups. And that's the easiest way because Mm -hmm. it is literally just a form, a Google form that you fill out and it comes straight to Katie here. And so she gets that out to the leaders that need Mm -hmm. to know what what team um, that they want to serve on. Uh, Another way is on a Sunday just to stop one of us, you know, someone on the info hub or or anyone that they see, um, you know, in leadership, they can come up and just ask the question. Um, community groups. Ask your community group leader um, how you can get involved. There's lots of ways. Um, there's a, a, a good transfer of information around here. So if you reach out, more than likely you're going to find an answer to your question when it comes to how can I serve.
0: Yes, exactly. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today to discuss all this. I'm so thankful that you and your family are here at Public Church. You're doing such a great work. Um, I believe we're already seeing the fruit Of your time here as Sprouts and Roots director, and I love your family. Your family, your your husband Corey, your children Ellie, Emery, and Ezra. They're just they're awesome. They're precious to us, to my wife Belinda and myself. And so we love you all. We're so glad that we get to serve together here at Public Church. And so for those of you who are listening, we hope you've enjoyed this. We hope that you're encouraged to pursue the next generation and to point them to Jesus. And so if you're at Public Church. And you would like to serve in Sprouts or Roots or public students. Like she said, one of the easiest ways to get started is to go to our website, publicchurch.com, click signups, then you can click public teams. And we would also love to connect with you on our social media at a public church. Once again, I'm Nathan Eaton.
1: I'm Kristen Arb.
0: Thanks for listening.